great view behind Conor Purcell's spot. He has the most magnificent second shot in. He's left himself about eight feet, nine feet, which is just short of the hole, straight up the hill. I would have grown up putting on the green and side going, pretending that, you know, you have this putt to win the rest of Ireland Championship. I spent a lot of time out in the putting green, putting, waiting for Dad when he was playing golf. And I used to caddy for him. I put a lot of hours in this club. <laughs> There's your champion, folks. Alan, give us your thoughts. You've just won the Connolly Zaudi 2022 West of Ireland. How do you feel? To be honest, it hasn't really sunk in yet, but I'm sure it will later on. You could have the four seasons in one day. I mean, I've had got sunburned, I've hid in drains from hailstones. People who don't even play golf here in the village, and you have people who will follow the golf. They will pick their days and pick their uh, matches that they want to watch. They will come out to spot any particular talent or uh, well-known names they, they, they hope they will recognise again in the future. On the tee from Ireland, Podrick Harrington. Shane Lowry. Yeah. Roy McElroy. Hello and welcome to County Sligo Golf Club on the eve of the 100th Connolly's Audi West of Ireland Golf Championship. It's a very special birthday for a very special golf tournament this Easter weekend. And would you believe it, the sun is shining, the wind is behaving itself. This is not West of Ireland weather at all, but we are seated here in the members' lounge of County Sligo Golf Club, which overlooks the 18th green, and I have three wise men around me. They'll be part of our preview of the 2023 West of Ireland for the next 45, 50 minutes or thereabouts. We'll talk to a variety of people on the eve of this signature event in Irish amateur golf. Across from me is Shane Underwood of County Sligo Golf Club, who came close to qualifying for the West. He was in final qualifying yesterday. Robbie Fitzpatrick, who'll be part of the Ocean FM Sport commentary team over the five days of this championship. And alongside me is TJ Ford, one of the annual local hopes when it comes to the west of Ireland. He's been watching uh, this event since he was a kid and playing in it for a good few years right now. TJ, we've got the Masters at Augusta on the screen in the members lounge here behind us. We've got sunny blue skies here at Ross's Point. This isn't proper west of Ireland weather at all, is it? No, no, it's... Uh yeah, it's a great week. It's a marathon of golf. Masters just started, Tiger just teed off, and um, yeah, looking forward to getting going tomorrow now. In a bizarre way, the fact that the Masters is on as well kind of adds something to the West when the two are happening at the same time. Absolutely, yeah. I, I can't think of that happening now for a good few years. Um, so it's great. It's great. Perfect. And of course, I'm sure you'll be keeping one eye on some past winners of the West of Ireland who are in Augusta this weekend. I think there are three, Shane Lowry, Rory McIlroy and his caddy, Harry Diamond. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, my good friend Matthew McLean is playing as well. He got off to a stormer. Um, so yeah, it's great. A lot, of, a lot of interest. Well, a word on Matthew McLean, an amateur from a lone golf club in Belfast, because we interviewed him here in this very room 12 months ago. He got to the quarterfinals, was it, of the West last year? You were playing against him, and 12 months on, he's teeing it up on the fairways of Augusta. Yeah, unbelievable. He, uh, he had a great season, and obviously, you know, a word out to Hugh Foley as well, who's, you know, a bounce of a ball. He could be there too. Um, he's here this week, so I'm sure he's, he's got the bit between his teeth, you know, looking to, to get back on the trophy. Absolutely. Great to see Matthew in Augusta. We'll keep an eye and keep you abreast of his progress over the next four days. What about your potential progress over the next five days here at Ross's Point, TJ Ford? What sort of shape is your golf game in at the moment? Uh, it's okay. It's always tough to know this early in the season. Um, I've been hitting a lot of balls in the range, but it's, it's different, you know, when you're standing on a tee and there's wind on your back. And um, So we'll see. Kind of trying to keep the expectations low. Um, it's kind of two golf tournaments in one this week with the 54-hole cut and then on to match play. So first goal is to try and win a, a three-day event and then kind of reassess and go with match play there. When I'm listening to you, I'm reminded, of course, you're based in Le Hinch in County Clare these days, which is a very special golf course for you. Yeah. Uh, that's where you won the South of Ireland a couple of years ago, but yeah. that's where your day job is now? Yeah, started in Le Hinch in January. Um, so it's been great. It's, it's, a, it's a cool part of the world. Um, What's your role there? Operations manager, so um, 
helping Paddy Keane is the GM there, so helping him out. And um, it's been great. Yeah, they've got excellent facilities down there. They've got a an indoor room with all the all the stuff you could ever want. So um, been hitting a few balls there, but you know, it's as I said, it's it's a bit different to out in the course. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's a lovely part of the world, but not quite as good as County Sligo. Sure, yeah. it's not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. TJ, more from TJ in just a second. Robbie Fitzpatrick and Shane Underwood are here as well. Shane, I'll have a quick word with you, given that you had a crack at qualifying yesterday. You finished three over par, just two shots beyond the top 15 mark. Were you close? Uh, just two shots off, as you say. Austin, good afternoon. Delighted to be here. Um, yeah, we had, a, we had a great day yesterday. Uh, forecast was good. Course was set really fairly. And uh, we gave it a run, played some nice golf, pulled a few, missed a few, and uh, finished up too shy. But amazing to see young Sean McLaughlin, one of our own members here, blitz uh, the course. 65. Incredible. And that is the word blitz because he dropped a shot on the opening hole and then said, enough of this, rolled up his sleeves and went round and shot 65. He really did, uh, including a great birdie in the last. Um, a brilliant play from a man who's uh, really stuck into the book studying his leaving cert. I think he got a special pass to play yesterday and I'm sure he'll get a special pass to play at the weekend as well. Yeah, he's earned his way into it. Yeah, th- there is a streak. He's one of these players that has a streak. He's capable of, of producing rounds like that, isn't he? Um, y- yes, he is. He's a, he's a quality player. Like he, he swings it really good. He hits the ball very far. He's a good iron player, good short game, and he's a very good putter. And when he gets on, uh, he can go, I think, a little bit un- maybe unfair of us to be calling him a streaky player. <laughs> okay. uh, like He's been good for a number of years. He's played Irish boys. He's been on the panel. And uh, yeah, 65. I mean, I wouldn't mind being streaky myself, Austin. I didn't mean he was a streaky player, more that he has that sort of streak in him that he, he's liable to do that. I, I'm wondering, yes, I mean, you're still, go, though, yeah. Yeah, you're still a relatively young man, but do, do you feel old <laughs> out there when you see all these young whippersnappers Ancient shooting time. the louts out? Um, uh, look, it's, uh, it's a real joy to play in among some of the players that we see. And, um, Look, I'm not a regular championship player, but um, handicap allows me to uh, get in and play. Um, and uh, they're all good players, Austin. We see the cut handicap-wise from scratch all the way down to TJ's category at plus five and plus six. So it's a pleasure to play with them, but I'm really on my tippy-toes just to hang in there. So it is a pleasure, too, to be sitting on the sofa and watching the real players get about their stuff over the weekend. Well, the West's playing loss maybe is our gain, broadcasting-wise. We might be able to avail of your services over the next five days. Shane, good to have you with us here for for our preview. And Robbie Fitzpatrick, who'll be part of the Ocean FM sport team, is here. Happy 100th birthday to the West, Robbie. Thank you very much, Austin. I thought you were going to say happy 100th birthday to me, because I certainly feel it. Great to have you here. Um, Great to have you back out again, having uh, Ocean FM out here. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Connolly's Audi, who have been absolutely brilliant uh, and, and, and allow us to do so much for such a special year. Uh, and I know that the players particularly uh, appreciate the little gifts that they get. And yeah, it's great. The place looks brilliant. The place looks absolutely superb. The course is in really, really good condition. Um, just talking to Mark Miller, our head greenkeeper there, the, 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 every day that greens are being cut and rolled. It's very difficult, you see, to get a course in such pristine condition after the weather we had and so early in the season. So maybe other majors have a slight advantage on us. We have to force our course uh, to get it into the championship uh, condition that, that's required. But Austin, what a field we have this year. Oh yeah. my. It's just we were talking about earlier on. You know, we have the, the, uh, TJ here with us, um, winner of the South, as you mentioned earlier on. Did really well last weekend uh, in, in an event, hitting form at the right time. Uh, what a story that would be to have a guy that literally, depending on the wind, lives a drive in a seven iron from here at the bottom of the prom if he gets a good bounce on the road. What, what, what a story that would be. And, by the way, uh, uh, nobody here at all uh, in this club would be one bit surprised if TJ Ford won the West of Ireland. It's the one that I know he really would love to win. Would that be fair to say that, TJ? Yeah. It's, it, is, it is the one that TJ would love to win. And... and uh, uh, he'd be a very, very popular winner. But we've got some really good local uh, um, members as well. Barry Anderson, former winner of the West of Ireland here, when he was working in Dublin, a member of Royal, um, uh, Royal Dublin. He's going to be joining us in the next few minutes. He's going to share his thoughts, um, uh, which is really good. We've got three uh, English internationals, uh, one of them in Aaron Edwards-Hill, 
who has come over with 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 two of English in great forms and did very well on the Challenge Tour event the last two weeks, having made the cut, which is a very difficult thing to do for an amateur, because the step up from amateur, top amateur, top, top amateur, to professional is massive. It's absolutely huge uh, step up. So TJ, on that, in terms of the quality of the field, I mean, we've mentioned there's no Matthew McLean for obvious reasons. He's in Augusta. Keelan Rafferty, a former winner, isn't here this year. But pretty much all the signature names you'd look for in amateur golf are here. I mean, is this an event that people just automatically put on their list of okay that's that's definitely in there this year yeah it is it's the first major of the year for amateurs um a few of the lads would have gone to south africa have a couple of international events under their belt but in terms of irish golf it's it's the first one yeah definitely uh, it's, a, it's a really good field um i was saying it's an annoyingly good field for a top 16 man cut um but it's brilliant it, it'll you know it'll be a great event and and really good yeah what do you make of the format of the West of Ireland as a player? It's three rounds of stroke play. There, there are, there's a mini cut on Saturday and then the big cut on Sunday where the field is whittled down to the top 16 best scores will contest the match play stages on Easter Monday and Easter Tuesday. Now, the fair weather supporters, there is a traditional grow for the Sunday match play, the old style it used to be. It, you know, I, I do get the impression that a lot of the golfers like the stroke play, it, that it can be deemed to some a more accurate test of golf. Where do you stand in terms of your own game between the two formats? Uh, I think there's pros and cons for, for, for it all. Um, I think because it's so early in the season and people are just starting to kind of get back in after winter, a top 64 man cut after two rounds is nice. Uh, I think if that was the format last year, we would have had five locals in the field in the, in the match play, so that would have been nice for the members as well. Um, but on the other side of it, like the top 16 man cut, uh, you get quality head-to-head matches straight away for the rest of the event. So, you know, it, it's the cream really rises after three rounds. And um, yeah, there's, there's pros and cons. I, I would probably prefer the top 64 man cut, but, um, you know, it's, it's people's opinion, you know. Yeah. You sound reasonably optimistic. You can adapt your game whatever way it, it stacks this weekend. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I was the I was the 18th man last year, tied on the number. Didn't get in because the last round. So, um, looking to hopefully do a little bit better than that this year. But yeah, we'll see. Well, we've been joined by three more talented golfers. Uh, two who are in the field tomorrow, and the third is hoping he might squeeze in as a reserve. Come uh, tee off time in the morning, we'll see how that goes. But the Finnegan cousins have joined us, natives of Ross's Point, Gerd and Thomas Finnegan are here with us. Guys, you're very welcome. Thank you very much. Gerd, you've travelled further than most yeah. to be back here in your home tournament, so to speak. Yeah. How was Australia? Good, very good, yeah. Very exciting. Uh, came back, moved back last year, so this is only my second West. Last year was only my first one, so yeah, looking forward to it. Was it nice to be home? Yeah. Yeah. different from I was away for a few years good few years so uh, no it's good a lot of people are returned now so it's uh, good to be back very good I get you to hold that mic nice and close to your mouth and Thomas Finnegan is here as well looking forward to teeing it up this weekend yeah really looking forward to now it's, um, it's actually my first West to be honest which I spent a number of years struggling through the qualifier so I did so it was nice uh, it was actually nice not to have to worry about it this year and be straight into the field so yeah really, really looking forward to the week now and can't wait to get kicked off in the m- early in the morning yeah. so I can't I remember you here a few a few years ago knocking on the door and getting pretty close on a couple of occasions yeah I well to be honest a couple of years I probably cho- choked it away I had I remember a few years I was inside the cup with a few holes to go and then I suppose a couple of bogeys and missed out by one or two um, so that was kind of a bit of a kick in the teeth but like I said it's just it's great to be actually in the proper field this year and not have to worry about the pressure of the qualifier because as you know, the qualifiers probably a lot more pressure than actually playing in the in the normal tournament. So it is. To explain to people listening at home about how hard it is to get into the West of Ireland to be in the main draw, what's what are you playing off at the moment? What is your official handicap? Um, I'm playing off plus two. Okay, so so you're beyond scratch. Yes. Is it to explain to people, like we think if you're a scratch golfer, oh, you you can play in the West. Yeah. Scratch golfers don't necessarily get into the no, West anymore. Like the I think the cutoff for the qualifier this year was scratch, yeah. whereas the cutoff for the main field was plus one point five or something like that. Like it's the handicaps the last few years have just been ridiculous. Like the standard is so high, and like it's just you have to be, I suppose you have to be really low just to get into any of the tournaments this year. So you do. Yeah. Um, 
but um, no, it's just like I said, the standard is just it's it's gone through the roof the last couple of years, and especially with this new handicap system as well. Uh, that's kind of made the hand the the cutoffs a lot lower for the tournaments as well. You see. Well, it's nice to be in there to see your name on the timesheet. I didn't look to see what three ball you're in. You're not in with the cousin, are you, by any chance? No, I'm, I'm actually I'm second off tomorrow morning, which is that's why you probably didn't see me because I'm one of the first groups off. So. Um, no, Jared's actually the other side of the draw, so it's, that's probably good because if we we're too close together, there could be there could be a bit of competition yeah, there. Exactly. But no, he Jared is we're, we're kept well apart, so we are. When the Finnegans play each other, Jared, who usually wins? Uh, it's pretty neck and neck to tell you the truth. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see over the weekend. It's a bit of bit of banter, it's a bit yeah, of fun. So a bit of banter. We'll have a, um, we'll have a wage between yeah. us. I definitely like to have his short game now. To be fully honest, which is so I would, but. Um, Ah, no, friendly competition, so it is. So the dream scenario in County Sligo Golf Club would be the two Finnegans playing each other in a match play game, would it be? Uh, that'd be, yeah, that'd be... That'd dream be, and nightmare. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Family, our, yeah. Our, our, two, our two fathers would be caddying for one another as well, I'd yeah. say, so it'd be... The two brothers it'd, would be... It'd be, be uh, good crack, but um, that would be a dream scenario, but it wouldn't be... As I say, it wouldn't be too nice either because you'd, obviously one of us would have to win, one one would have to lose. But like I said, it, it, we'd be supporting each other as well. Like we want, obviously want both of us to do well. So um, like I said, if, if we both get to the match, it's a win win for for everyone. So it is yeah. really well. Look, good luck to you on your maiden uh, west of Ireland in terms of the main the main field uh, in its centenary year as well. You timed that very well, Thomas Finnegan. Well, that's it. I said I said to myself last year after missing the qualifiers, I says there's, there's not a hope I want to miss this one. So, um, like I said, it was just great to be actually to to pick this year to get into it proper was was great. So looking forward to the week ahead. Well, let's bring in a man who lit up the fairways here. What sixteen years ago now, two thousand and seven. That long ago. <laughs> He was a semi-finalist, Tommy Reeling McGowan. Hmm? Reeling in the years. Reeling in the years. That's not that long ago. Tommy McGowan, then of Strandhill Golf Club, now of Edmonston Golf Club in Rathfarnham in Dublin. And back to have another crack, Tommy? Yeah, look, I haven't played. It's, it was probably my first time to enter this in the best part of the last 10, 12 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was about 2011 was my last time to play. And I went to New Zealand for a couple of years and... When I moved back, it wasn't playing a lot of golf, so uh, to be honest, I had planned on coming home for uh, a week around Easter time anyway, so I said I may as well throw an entry form in. Take me back to 2007, because I think you were in fifth year in secondary school at the time, yep. and you got through to the last 64, the match play stages, the Sunday, and mm-hmm. into the closing stages, the semi-finals. That must have created quite a stir locally at the time yeah it was carnage it was uh, it was probably the best part of uh, probably in the high hundreds maybe even the best part of a thousand people out here you couldn't even um, yeah you, you couldn't even walk down the fairways you were you were beating them off it was great fun and what was that like now? Well, you would have been, what, 16 at the time? 17, I think. 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a young fella, that's, oh, that's unusual around. pressure to be under when you're walking yeah. out. Well, okay, of course you know very well, it's one of the neighbour courses for you here at County Sligo, but when you have those droves of people out yeah. rooting for you. Yeah, it was all very unexpected, to be honest, because the year prior to it, uh, was my, I got an invite to play in it, because I think I was within uh, a shot of the cut, and... Uh, there was obviously a lot of expectation around that. I was 16 playing in it, and I think I finished one of the, the last in the qualifier, so completely bottled it. So I didn't really have too many high expectations coming into the next year. And yeah, it's just one of those things. It just it just clicked. Um, like I think I I shot two level pars in the qualifier, and then first match, uh, I think I was playing Niall Kearney, who was a Walker Cup player at the time, ended up beating him on 20, which wasn't expected. And it just kind of, that was kind of the team of the week. It was... Bit of a bit of a dreamland. I was kind of waiting to wake up the whole uh, the whole three or four days, but okay. uh, eventually came to an end. Well, listen. If you make the main draw tomorrow morning, I hope you can roll back the years with some play like that. You're you're not in the main field yet. You played in the qualifier yesterday. You're one of the reserves, so you're hoping that somebody gets the flu or gets called away. You That's want it. people to fall ill now. That would be really good for Absolutely. Tommy McGann. I might have to spike the food in here in the restaurant now, just to just take matters into my own hands. But no, no. Yeah, look, I missed the the. They, they caught yesterday by two shots. It was just one of those days yesterday. I just couldn't get the ball in the hole. But, um, yeah, we'll hang around for a few hours in the morning and see how it goes. And hopefully I get a, get a run out. 
Yeah. It was a fir- it's a fairly brutal qualifier. 94 guys teeing off for f- what turned out to be 15 yeah. places in the end. You, you can't afford too many mistakes out there in a round no, like that. Look, the fact that it is 18 holes as well, like even if it is 36 holes, you could afford a mistake or two. But when it's just 18 holes, you know, one bad hole can kind of take you out of it. So, um, you know, level par was kind of the, the name of the game. But fortunately, that didn't happen. But uh, yeah, we'll see. See how it goes. Right, well, let's hope from a local perspective there's a few colds and sniffles in the West of Ireland field overnight (laughs) and we see you teeing it up tomorrow. Tommy McGowan and the Finnegan cousins, uh, Gerard and Thomas. Thank you very much, guys. Lovely. Well, this is Ocean FM Sport from County Sligo Golf Club on the eve of the 2023 Conley's Audi West of Ireland Championship. This is our preview programme. Remember, we'll be providing extensive coverage over the five days of competition with updates throughout Friday and Saturday. We're live from 2 to 7pm on Easter Sunday. And golf will be the centre point of the programme, including live on-course commentary as the scramble continues for the top 16 match play places. And we'll also have on-course commentary on Easter Monday and Tuesday during the climactic match play stages. And I have three golfers here around me who are hoping they'll be part of Easter Monday and Tuesday. Two of them are past winners from 2017. The local man, Barry Anderson, he was in the Royal Dublin Colours, I think in 27, when he lifted the famous West of Ireland trophy. And from 2021, Hugh Foley, who's by any stretch of the imagination has had a stellar 12 months in amateur golf, Walker Cup player, of course. And we have a newcomer to the West of Ireland field, but a talented golfer in his own right from Scotland, Matthew Wilson. Matthew, you're very welcome. We'll chat to you in a moment. But to you, Hugh Foley, first, I'm conscious the the Augusta Masters is on the big screen behind me, the opening day, Thursday's play, and you were very close to being in the Masters field, weren't you, a couple of months ago? Yeah. um, Matthew McLean beat me by, I think it was... About two shots in the end, so yeah, two in or the three final shots of? in the final of the US Mid Am. Um, mm-hmm. So over in um, Aaron Hills, in Milwaukee. But um, yeah, it's uh, mad to be three shots away from the Masters, but now um, sitting here in sunny Sligo. Well, you brought the sun with you, so thank you for that. Yeah. But that must have been a really unusual experience. Two Irish golfers, you know hacking it out for the the big prize in, in one of the big prizes in US amateur golf. Yeah, it was um I mean we spent the whole trip together. Uh we traveled together, stayed together and uh at together we're just about nearly going to the toilet together but uh, <laughs> we uh yeah, so it was it was a weird experience. Didn't know what the standard was going to be like. It was very good, but I think we both just played really really well. Um we were both I would say under par in every match, which is hard to do especially around Aaron Hills. Um, and they played it long, even though we're uh, over 25 um, getting on it now. But uh, yeah, it was, it was long and fast and it was a surreal week. I'm conscious you're a good, you're usually, you win a lot of things you play in. But are, I'm wondering, are you a good loser in a contest <laughs> like that? Like, was it back to the apartment and slam the door shut <laughs> after the final? No, nearly. We, no, we had, a, we had a pint maybe 20 minutes after. I needed um, 10 minutes to myself um, to... Uh, yeah, I guess like there's a lot on the line, you know, Masters and US Open uh, just for the winner and the, the loser. You know, you, you get um, invited to the US Amateur, I've been invited to a lot of American events this year, which is cool, but um, it's all or nothing really. So it was tough for, for yeah, 10, 20 minutes and then uh, you have to celebrate with your friend. If, if it wasn't your friend, you could kind of storm off, but... Yeah, that was a strange one, but I hope I hope he thinks I I was uh, I was nice to him and I did all right. And just to put the fear of God into the other 125 players in the main draw this weekend, is your golf game as good in 2023 as it was in 22? <laughs> um, I don't want to jinx anything. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, there's a couple of things I'm working on that'll that'll uh, improve my game. There's always things you can improve on, so I'm trying to do that. And um, yeah, we'll see. It's kind of like kicking off the season now, so. Um, we're waiting and seeing uh, when that good form hopefully it comes in the next few weeks alright but we remember you from two seasons ago your, 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 your final day's play in particular at the key crunch moments this course seems then to suit you yeah yeah the third round was was, was really good I was, I was flying in the third round I think I was 7 under through 15 or 16 holes um, and yeah I'd missed the cut two years in a row before that so um, I've had a mixed bag here, but definitely, yeah, going back to it now yesterday and playing yesterday and today, um, it definitely, I, I like the look of it and I like the greens and 
um, yeah, I think it suits me. So hopefully it's a good week ahead. Well, from the 2021 winner, Hugh Foley, to the last local winner of the West, which was six years ago now, Barry Anderson. Was the sun shining on the Tuesday in 2017 the way it is this evening on the eve of the 2023 West, Barry? Um, not quite, but it was a nice calm day. Um, so it was a nice day to play golf. And um, yeah, good memories. Um, something you'll always hold dear to your heart. So nice to, it's the one that I suppose when you grew up in Sligo, you kind of, you grew up playing around Sligo, it's the one you always want to kind of win. So to get it done is always nice. And the one you can live off. You haven't had to buy a drink in Russell's Point for the last six years, have you? <laughs> I don't know about that now. <laughs> if you look at my bank account, that wouldn't be the case. So, um, I know, it was good. Yeah, you get people kind of come to you now and again and they'd mention it and it's just, it's just nice to kind of be synonymous with it. Do you think about the win much? I, I, I know it's six years ago now and your life moves off in a different direction, but for a, you know, a local guy, a young guy, while this was all familiar to you, the experience of being in contention and maybe winning the thing was brand new. Yeah, exactly. I suppose, like, I mean, I never really dreamt of winning Open Championships or Masters, like on this week. It was always trying to win the West. That was the one you wanted to win, so... Um, don't know if you think about it too often. Like I suppose I, I probably don't play as much golf now as I used to. So, um, but definitely, it's just something nice to look back on every now and again. In the event centenary year, the absolute dream for the the home support would be another local winner in twenty twenty three. If there was one piece of advice you could give to the local contenders for the West of Ireland, what would it be? Don't try too hard. Uh, that was the thing. I was. I always. You want it so hard. You want it so much that you just kind of overthink it and probably 2017 was one of the years I came in I didn't think I was playing that great and just found something nice on the driving range the, the night before the qualifying and I just kind of stuck with that swing top for the for the week and it carried me through and yeah, I suppose maybe experience up to that point that was like my 10th year playing so you probably lean on a bit of that experience as well but yeah I think if you just try and let things go and let your natural ability come out things usually go better than if you try and force it. So since 2017, finally, have you played in the West every year since? No, I actually, um, I moved to Australia, so I missed, I missed one year there, and then um, there was obviously one with COVID, and then I didn't play last year either, so bits, bits body since then, but um, yeah, it's just nice to be part of it again, obviously zero expectations this week whatsoever, so just, uh, just enjoying kind of teeing it up and seeing a few boys I haven't seen in a while. But it's nice to have your name up on the board in the main foyer here at County Sligo Golf Clubhouse and you see B. Anderson, 2017 winner. Yeah, it's nice. Um, as I said, you look up at that board and when you're growing up, like there's some nice names up there. So it's just nice to kind of, I suppose, be up there alongside him, at least on, on one board across the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Barry, good to have you in the West of Ireland field for its centenary year. And from a guy who's won it before to a man who's making his debut, or I'm assuming you're making your debut, Matthew Wilson from Scotland. Is this your first West of Ireland? Correct, yes, it is, yeah. What attracted you here this particular year? Uh, well, I've played in Ireland before, uh, north of Ireland, the Irish Amateur, and I've always had a great time good golf courses and yeah I've got a good few friends over here as well and heard good things from them about this event in the past so it's a good way to start off the season hopefully. Yeah we've had a couple of very talented golfers from across the Irish Sea who've gone very close here Aaron Edwards Hill was a runner-up here I think three or four years ago yeah. so uh, are you coming in to steal the thunder this weekend? Yeah it would be nice I suppose I was told uh, just just before I came in here that there's two Scottish winners of this in the past, one in about 1920, one in 1960. So I said, yeah, we're probably due one, I suppose. But yeah, it'll be nice to at least give it a good go. Your home club in Scotland is from the Nairn Inverness area. Uh, is, yeah. is it a Lynx course? So are you familiar with the conditions here in the northwest of Ireland? Uh, I'm a member at a Parkland course, but I, I play a lot of Lynx golf as well. Uh, up at the north of Scotland, it's very similar, cold, windy, wet. Um, all the elements so yeah i'm familiar with this sort of golf yeah yeah okay okay so and your, your game's in good shape at the moment uh yeah yeah i would say so uh, i've played played quite well this year so far but um yeah it's been a good few few weeks now since i've played any tournament golf so we'll find out tomorrow i suppose but I, I would say so yeah 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 i have to say i admire all this quiet confidence that golf players seem to have nowadays very few people talking themselves down is this is this the kind of the trait you guys need to have in the modern game 
<laughs> yeah, I suppose so. You should probably have a bit of inner confidence, um, at least fake it anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's... Yeah, I've tried to be confident, I suppose. Will you keep an eye on the Masters while you're playing the West? Um, yeah, whenever I'm not on the golf course, it'll be, it'll be watching the Masters, but I think on, yeah. the, on the fairways, I'll probably keep off the phone. Okay. Is there a pro golfer you would, I won't say model yourself on, but in terms of your type of game, is there someone you see similarities mm. with? <laughs> Bubba. <laughs> Come on, better look in the sack. Um, I don't know, actually. Um, I it's mean, any of them would be a compliment, I suppose. Yeah. Looking at Tiger Woods right now, but probably can't say him. Um, honestly, Maybe just no be idea. Matthew Wilson. How about yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. Come back to me in a few years and yeah. we'll see. Very good. Maybe we'll see you up on that screen. Who knows, one, one, one of these years. Matthew, you're very welcome to, to Sligo and to County Sligo Golf Club and enjoy the West of Ireland. We Thank hope it goes well for you. Thanks very much. Matthew Wilson, Hugh Foley and Barry Anderson, two past winners. Good luck this weekend. Right, well, in this special 100th year of the West of Ireland Championship at County Sligo Golf Club, when you go into the main clubhouse entrance, in through the main clubhouse entrance here in Ross's Point, you will see a large plaque up to your right, which lists all the winners of the West since its inception back in 1923. And a couple of names stand out in the modern era. We've mentioned McElroy, Harrington and Lowry, etc. But when you go way back down, some names appear more often than others. And one of them is the name C. Ewing, which stands for Cecil Ewing. Because between 1930 and 1950, he won the West an unprecedented 10 times. And his daughter, Anne Bradshaw, is with me here. It, his name, your dad's name, is one of the signature names of this famous event, Anne. Is that a nice it's, it's accolade a, for the family to have? It is, it is. It is a nice accolade. Nice accolade for Ross's Point and Sligo as well. He, he was 20 when he won the first one in 1930, and he would have been 40 when he won his last one in 1950. He grew up in Ross's Point. His mum and dad owned the hotel. So, so this is the Yates country that we know today. That's where he yes. was born. Is that That's right? That's right. He was, and it, it was the beginning. It was the, the club was, the bar was part of the club, really. And his father was a two-handicap player, Tom Ewing. And um, he spent a lot of time out here being boils under the tutelage of John, John McCourt, who's the professional then. Yeah, okay. So, so were golf clubs always in your house at home growing up? Um, in our own home, yes, always. But there was also, um, Dad put clubs away in November and used to shoot wild, on, shoot wild birds in the, until February, March, and then take out the clubs again. There was always golf. Right. Okay, so it, it was seasonal for him. He'd put them away he, at a certain uh, time of the year and then golf break, came yeah. back into view yeah. at another. Yeah. yeah. Right. He loved shooting and he always had a dog. Uh, we enjoyed that. And as a child, how aware were you of his golfing <laughs> talent and, you know, the appeal he had? Well, we moved to Balna in 1943. We had been in Dublin. <laughs> we got married and we were living in Dublin. We moved to Balna in 1943. And when I was 10 or 11, 12, I was very conscious of golf. But there wasn't many, there wasn't an awful lot of international golf until 1947 because the war years uh, it kind of dried up. But in 1947, he was on the World Cup team. And from then on, it was, uh, you were aware. I would have been only seven. And he was 49 in America. You'd be very aware. But it wasn't um, it was just part of normal life. It was just what happened, what did, what did happen. Yeah. He went, he'd go away sometimes for a couple of days, and sometimes mum would go with them, and sometimes not. And he, he was either home very quickly, having been beaten, or he, or he stayed on for a few days to win. And do you know if there would have been crowds out watching those championships back then? Oh, there, there were. It was, uh, I have a photograph um, at home of uh, Joe and Carl and Dad 
on the 40th hole here in the, in the close in 1951, I think, 50. And uh, Joe beat Daddy on the 40th hole. And the crowd was nearly as big as at the 18th in Augusta. That sounds ridiculous, but the photograph proves it. That's a great picture to have, it really yeah. is. Because the other name on the Roll of Honour, that the only other name that comes close to your dad's is the man you've just mentioned, Joe Carr. He won quite a few as well. So they were kind of well, were great, great rivals, were they? Great rivals and great pals. <coughs> we moved to Sligo in 1955, and Joe used to stay with us at the, for the West, and Dan Ryan and Willie Gill, and it was always great fun and great stories. Great golf stories. And then as Joe had boys, his boys got bigger and he used to stay in the hotel. But they were all, and we used to stay in cars as well uh, whenever we were up there. Uh, it was a great friendship. I'm wondering, Anne, what the media coverage was like for the West of Ireland when your father was playing. Do you remember him looking out for the coverage? Well, all the main correspondents were here for the West. And on the Sunday for the newspapers, morning, for the West, yeah. And on Sunday morning, <coughs> at breakfast, Joe and Dad, and somebody would be sent in to get the paper to see what Paul McWheeney and Arthur McWheeney and uh, Dermot, well, subsequently Dermot Gillies and Mitchell Cogley and Colm Smith had written. It seemed to be very important what they wrote and what they said about their um, what went on in the golf course. But, and the stories and the versions that we heard at home weren't always the same as the version in the paper, maybe. Okay, so the, 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 the paper coverage mattered to Joe Carr and Cecil Ewing. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, they really enjoyed to see what, what the correspondents made of, the way they played and what they did and what they should have done. <laughs> but they did get good. It was very important. What do you think your dad would make of golf today now? Would it, wouldn't it be something if Cecil Ewing could have a Titleist Pro V golf ball and ping golf clubs? How far could he hit it, do you think? He'd love to try the new equipment. I mean, um, I remember the small ball, which it seems years ago, when we moved out of Cleavera, I found a whole bucket of small balls out in the... Um, it was, I don't know what year they adopted the American-sized ball, but... And the equipment, I had. A, I have a hickory shaft putter. I have a club made by John McCourt. There's wooden three woods made by Eddie Hackett. But, I mean, they'd be totally out of the game now. They might be, but they'd be valuable collector items, that's for sure. Well, they would have a, uh, they would have a history, yeah. yeah. So as the, as the West of Ireland celebrates its 100th birthday, Anne, is it a source of pride for your family that your, your father was an integral part of this famous championship? Oh, it is, very much so. And we were all a golf addicts at one level or another, not of necessarily playing capabilities, but addicted to it. It's a kind of a, it's a four-letter word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But you, I mean, you retain a connection with this place, you know, kind of like a golf club. It, it is obviously a very special place for you and your connections. I spent a lot of time out in the putting green, putting, waiting for Dad when he was playing golf. And I used to caddy for him as well at times. Uh, there was a lot of time spent hanging around the club, but Granny lived across the road and he used to go down to her. But uh, not, I put a lot of hours in this club. <laughs> Well, and lovely to hear some of your memories of your dad and County Sligo Golf Club on this special centenary year. Thank you for joining us on our West of Ireland preview. Thanks, Austin. Uh, lovely words from Anne Broadshaw there. And Shane Underwood and Robbie Fitzpatrick have joined me again. And lads, just, just listening to Anne reminisce about her dad's exploits in the West of Ireland back in the 30s and 40s when he was winning as often as not Shane Underwood. That rivalry between Cecil Ewing and Joe Carr seems to be, seems to have been something special back then. Yeah, amazing to listen to Anne there because, as you know, Cecil Ewing is the DNA of our amateur golfing history and uh, to get the inside track from Anne there was just a, a real gift. I mean, it's fascinating to think between 1930 and 66, between... 
Cecil and J.B. Carr, they won 22 titles between them. In that period, there were... That, that, that puts Nicholas and Watson in the shade, doesn't it? <laughs> well, look at par for par. I think everybody says Bobby Jones was the world's greatest amateur. You could certainly have Mr. Carr, Mr. Union, conversations about some of the great amateurs in, uh, in world golf. In that same period, there was a chap, Mr. Burke, who won six West of Ireland titles and... Kind of we don't talk about him. That, that's a great achievement. But Anne had some great uh, stories there. I could listen to Anne actually for quite a lot longer. Yeah. Uh, fascinating. When you look back through the history of this special championship, Shane, what other moments or people stand out for you? Um, I think it's uh, besides some of the players like Rory, Podrick, Shane, who went on to forge great pro careers, is some of the great amateurs who stayed amateurs. So with Garth McGimsey, who won here in 84, 88, 93 and 96. He won the British Amateur in 85, which allowed him by invite play in the Masters, which is on the TV behind us here, which Matt McLean is over at this year. Um, he was an amazing player to watch in the golf course, uh, Garth McGimsey. He's still an amazing player. Uh, I think the other amateur standouts would be uh, Jody Fannigan, who won here in 97. Uh, Jody, of course, played Walker Cup famously in 1995. He played three matches and won three. And indeed, himself and Padraig Harrington took down Tiger Woods that year in the, uh, in the foursomes. Um, so those players who are sort of career amateurs who come, uh, win the West and continue to forge great amateur careers, balancing with work and family, that kind of stands, stands out for me as well, separate to Padraig and the boys. It's strange. As a kid, I have memories of golfers who, who won this West. Declan Brannigan, who used to go around with the cigarette, he'd throw it on the fairway, yep. play his five-iron shot, pick the cigarette up, walk to the green, and he went on to win one year. That's it. Yeah, they do. Now the players tend to take a protein shake, do ten press-up with a hop, skip and a jump, and that's between holes. Like, it is different. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, guys, let's talk about this. And Stellar Field, we, we, we've discussed this already with Hugh Foley and yourself, Robbie, earlier in the programme, but it is a high-quality field. Um, what sort of centenary West of Ireland championship do you think this is going to be? Uh, it's funny, you know, um, it was mentioned earlier on by a few of the people uh, here in, in, in the club that there's just a different feel this year. It's the 100th uh, and over 100 years old, the West of Ireland, this is the one that they want to, to, to win. You, you spoke there to Hugh Foley. Hugh Foley, in, Hugh Foley got on to the likes of Aaron Edwards Hill, to, to, to young Wilson there. Uh, uh, the, uh, what do you call him? The, Matthew Wilson. Matthew yeah. Wilson, should I say. You know, to, to George Ash, to, to these other top players. So once you get players within the top 1500 in the, in, in the, the, the world rankings, what's called Wagger, it brings the level of the competition to a higher um, stature. Okay? Uh, it's all rankings and stuff like that. He invited... Like, can, it, I, I think that's just made... TJ Point b mentioned it earlier on. Hugh Foley went out and got the best out there available to come over here because this is the 100th year. This is the one to win. So why not win it with the best field in it. And I think we have as strong a field as we've ever had here at, at, at County Sligo Golf Club for this. I mean, th there are some pretty amazing three balls um, uh, starting off. And th there's, there's some of great uh, interest. There's, there's, there's a three ball heading out at 7.37 in the morning. Tristan Probes, who's Marty's son, who works with yourself in the afternoon, nephew, should I say, um, uh, Rory O'Connor and Barry Anderson, three local lads. That's, that's going to be a, a, a fantastic. The next out then is Eddie McCormick and Joe Lyons, along with Harry Gilvin. Like, those boys played Connacht golf for, uh, for decades, really. Uh, the two unbelievable characters. We will speak to them over the next few days, whether we want to or not. Um, uh, Eddie is always controversial and a brilliant guy. Uh, that guy, George Ash, in the next one at, at 8 o'clock with Scott Montgomery, Sean Downs, class. He's an English international. Um, uh, moving down the field, got Quinton Carew, who's playing with Jack McDonnell and TJ Ford. Quinton, the guard from, I think, uh, uh, Navin, um, it, it, uh, won the Irish Am uh, last year, beat Hugh in, uh, uh, in the final, um, along with Jack McDonnell and TJ Ford. Uh, Keith Egan, Mark Boucher, Noel Crawford. Uh, moving down, uh, you got Ryan Griffin, who just won the recent Student Order of Merit, crowned that this week. A, yeah, a, we a, have we have a very good Donegal entry list this year. Charlie Gallagher he, and Jamie he, Foley he, qualified this yes. week. But mm. Ryan Griffin's on, and, and he did well last year. Uh, he'd be looking 
to go um, much higher. Richard Knightley, in unbelievable form, along with James Claridge, who won a, a major English event in the last week or so, along with Patrick Keeling, who won some uh, professional tournaments in Spain in the last couple of weeks. His brother, of course, Sean, representing Ireland uh, in France this week, along with our own Aegon Brady. Aegon, this year, is our junior boys captain, so they're in... F- in France uh, at, at this moment in time you go down to Sean McLaughlin is out with David Sheil and Carl Murray um, looking at some of the other uh, um, uh, players that we have I mean, it's so hard it is so hard you know, there's one unbelievable uh, uh, three ball at 10.55 Joshua Hill one of the favourites Simon Walker from Roscommon fabulous player hitting form at the right time and former winner Rob Brazel as well um, uh, he is on the. I think he's on the panel for Walker Cup as well, yeah. if, if memory serves me correctly. Along with Joshua Hill, more players. Just you could. It's, but then the big one, yeah. the, the marquee one, the one that everybody's kind of looking at, is a twelve fifty six. And if you want, if you want to see probably the three bookies' favourites. Uh, is, is it that it's Aaron Edwards Hill along with Peter Keefe from Cork and Hugh Foley who you mentioned one off plus seven, one off plus six, the other off plus six. It means for nothing out there. There is no handicaps out there, uh, but th- that's the standard of, that you're looking. When, when, when Rory turned uh, pro at the age of 16, 17 years of age, I think he was off plus five or plus six. These guys are, you know, but then the handicap system has changed. I think it's, it's, it's a different uh, uh, style now. But to, to pick a winner, uh, there, there's so many guys, even at this early stage of the um, season, are in such good form. The standard is so good. The course is, is in great condition too. Right, okay. Shane, is it a good sign that we have so many past champions in this field again? We generally do have quite a few come back, but you know, even the, a returning Barry Anderson again, that, that, that adds something to the event, doesn't it? It all does. And as Robbie says there, 100 years is, uh, is extra special. But as I sit and listen uh, to Robbie go through the various three balls that are out tomorrow, I'm not a great golf watcher myself but I'm drooling at there are a couple of those three balls that I'll set the alarm clock I want to be out here and I want to watch them play they're they're fabulous players um, around it so looking forward to that actually excited for the weekend Is it unfair to ask each of you to go for somebody you think might win this championship I mean I know it's needle in a haystack stuff to a degree because the weather's going to be a factor and you don't know who someone might misfire or someone comes out of the, out of the pack and dazzles us all. You know, Alan Fahey did that 12 months ago. Liam Nolan, who's not here this year but has been knocking on the door for a good few years. But is there... Do each of you have a golfer there that you'll be watching with particular interest? Uh, yeah, it's an unfair question to answer your first one. <laughs> I can't tell you who's going to win... But I can tell you who won 100 years ago, and I had to uh, check the, uh, the board downstairs this morning. Uh, in 1923, it was an IP Vernon. So this year's winner, he's no. He's not playing tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> correct. He's not, he's he's not, not playing, playing tomorrow. tomorrow. No. Um, I think it's going to be a fascinating arm wrestle to get into the top 16, to the match play. And that will be the goal of all the players, to pace themselves over three days as TJ spoke about the strength of the field and how over three days that that will be the one to watch. Who's going to make it into the match play? I couldn't call a winner. Maybe Rob. Well, one of the things that, 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 one of the things that these top golfers have to be very, very careful of, remember, you have two rounds. Uh, you have a round on Friday. You have a round on Saturday. There's a cut then, uh, Austin. Uh, so the cut is the top 90, all right? So, it's, uh, it's, so you need to have a good back nine to get into that top 90. Uh, then, uh, then the next day, which is obviously the uh, the Sunday, is the top sixteen from that. So, two two things you need to be very very careful of. You just need to make it into the top sixteen. But if you're if you're lying with nine holes to go and you're fifth, and if you take the foot off the pedal a little bit and you get that those negative thoughts into you, you know you don't, um, Matthew earlier on you were talking about you know the strength of character of of these players. If 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 any negative thoughts come in, this course will jump up and bite you big time. You know, there's that wind that's out there. It's lovely and sunny. But as members here, we're delighted with the weather here. If we, the weather could stay like that until next Tuesday, we'd be so happy. Because there's a wind there that keeps you honest. The, the, the sun is shining. Uh, and it's, it's perfect links conditions. Uh, so you just need to be so careful. I go back to Keelan Rafferty. Leading qualifier, I think, was at 
two years ago, or was it last year, sure. led by about six shots, beaten in the first round. Shane just alluded to it there, you know what I mean? It's, a comp- it's two tournaments within, within one. Who's going to win it? The bookie's favourable is going to tell you Aaron Edwards-Hill. He's an unbelievable form at the moment. You really should come out and see this guy. Like, you know, he doesn't look like a golfer. There's not a pick on him. Hits the ball, an absolute country mile. But what a nice guy and what a great ambassador for the game he is. He's one of these, and he loves it here. He was runner-up here in the Irish Ham. He was runner-up in the, in, the, in the West of Ireland. He's come here on a mission to win the West of Ireland, the centenary uh, Connolly's Audi West of Ireland. He is not here... Uh, um, to, 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 to practice his Irish accent. He grew up in Ireland, believe it or not. Uh, spent the first eight years of his life in Ireland. Uh, is back now, but he's here to win. He'll be very disappointed if he doesn't. I'm surprised, finally, you haven't tipped Rob Fitzpatrick to win this year's West. Devastated he didn't make it yesterday. A uh, guy from Nace, uh, Rob Fitzpatrick, absolutely devastated. He was the one guy that I wanted to win the West of Ireland because I would literally set up shop downstairs at that board where all the past winners and say, that is me. But who do I want to win? Who do I think will win? Who do I want to win? I'd love a local winner. I'd love TJ to win. He's a cracking guy. Uh, Barry Anderson, we've, we've Sean McLaughlin, you know, we've so many local winners. Uh, who do I think is going to win it it is you know like none of us really thought uh, Alan Fahey came from really nowhere Richard Knightley watch out for Richard Knightley he knows this course so well he's been coming here the last number of years Irish international it, it, just his game is getting better and better and better and um, I could list out another 127 names and then I know when we go back on Wednesday I'll say well he, he didn't mention that name <laughs> and for people wondering Quinton Carew as well you know Quinton Carew as well there's so many it's, it's just it's, I think for the first time in an awful long time um, Austin, it's really hard to call. We'll have a conversation over the weekend. I mentioned the amateur golfer Robbie Fitzpatrick because there was a chance that we could have had Robbie Fitzpatrick interviewing Robbie Fitzpatrick over the weekend. That would have been quite something from a broadcasting perspective. Anyway, Robbie Fitzpatrick and Shane Underwood, thank you very much. We'll bring you extensive coverage of the centenary Connolly's Audi West of Ireland Championship over this Easter weekend. We're live with Ocean FM Sport this Sunday from 2pm to 7pm. That will include live on-course commentary from the... uh, third round as the 90 golfers who can tee it up on Sunday morning try to squeeze into the top 16 match play stages which take place on Easter Monday and Easter Tuesday and if you can get out here and watch some of the best Irish amateur golfers in the land, in action this is the place to come and if the sun continues to shine like this for even part of the championship then we're in for a treat We're back at the same time next week with the final whistle. We've got a special Gaelic Games preview coming up after 8 o'clock from St Mary's GA Clubhouse in Kent Park in Ballydugan. But we'll see you at the West this weekend.